Hey guys, what's up and welcome to Taking Over the Photo Pit, a music photography podcast hosted by me, Boston Schultz, and I interview other badass concert photographers. And today I am so excited because I have Jacqueline here and her and I have been Facebook friends for a little bit and she is like always doing something. I see her post come up that I'm like, she is doing cool shit in this industry, so I wanted to talk to her, and I'm so excited to have her, but I'm going to let her introduce my, herself, not myself, herself, and so Jacqueline, let's, let's talk about this. How are you, and how did you get started? Let's just talk about your whole background here. Well, hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored, and all these other badass people on your show is amazing. <laughs> So, um, thank you. I, I'm Jacqueline. Hi, nice to meet you guys virtually. Uh, I am a concert photographer. I'm kind of a jack of all trades in the music industry. I try to learn as many trades as I can, but photography is one of my passions and I love doing it in music and outside of it. It's my favorite thing. And I feel like I'm learning every day and just to be on this podcast it feels amazing to me because I still need that validation because there's so many incredibly talented people out there. It's ridiculous. And I love following them and stalking them. But um, so I'm a concert photographer. I created my own outlet, Stage Right Secrets, to get started. And um, from there, I my father bought me a camera and said, OK, let's try this. And I started shooting shows, small shows, with just my little rebel. And then once I realized I was getting serious about it, I started sending my resume off to other outlets. And eventually I kind of made my own way into photography with these outlets. I would do other jobs with the outlets. And then I'd also be like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm a photographer. <laughs> and from there it kind of spiraled. And I, it, it's really cool to say I'm a photographer now and actually get paid for doing what I love. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. I love, um, there's like a few things about your story that I keep hearing kind of over again is like, first of all, people starting their own publications. Um, but also I, I love how you're like, you know, there's so many cool people out there and we're just all trying to kind of like make our own way in the industry. But that's why I, I love doing this podcast because there's so many of us out there, but um, everyone's work is like unique and cool and interesting. And I love just talking about it and talking about your journey. So thank you for the quick intro. Let's, um, let's talk a little bit more about like why concerts, why, why music photography? So originally I was, I plan on being a gymnast for life. I was a gymnast for over, I think about total 16 wow. years. And I was like, I'm going to go to the Olympics. I'm going to do this. And my, That's insane. my second yeah. love was music and I ended up getting injured. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go in the music industry. So in high school, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to learn as many things as I can. I didn't know I wanted to do photography when I was a teenager, but then I started doing okay. yearbook and I was like, okay, I really enjoy editing. I really enjoy taking the pictures. I wonder what like a professional camera would cost and like what it would feel like and how hard it'd be to break into it. And then once I started my own outlet, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna need original pictures since at that time we were a little Tumblr and we couldn't afford, you know, Getty or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I started doing it and absolutely fell in love with it. And I was surprised at how much of a community there is out there and how supportive people are. Yeah. That was something I was shocked about because I was just like, okay, I'm going to have to teach myself. 
I'm not gonna know what to do. It's gonna be bad. I'm gonna make mistakes. But everyone was so nice and understanding. And it was really cool to learn from other people. So um, just starting my own publication really got me into it. And then from there, I kind of branched off and to do like behind the scenes stuff. So that still included music, but behind the scenes and then portraits and things like that. But live music is where it's at. And it's just amazing capturing just a millisecond of a moment and having you know like fans share it and stuff that's one of my favorite things is when someone like yeah. makes a gif or like um an edit on tumblr e even though i don't like people editing my photos most of the time it's still really cool to see people like photoshop and outline them and do cool stuff so that yeah. it's just so cool and i it's amazing it's really cool that we get to be able to do this yeah i think that there's just something about music that has really like drawn everyone that I've talked to into it and it's like okay um if we can't play music or you know like whatever it is we're just like well you know like photography is great or you know when talking to people that are doing sound or like working behind the scenes in other ways it's like all of us have this love for music so I love hearing other people just talk about it and be like I'm so excited to be in this industry because it's just always nice to hear um you talked about a little bit about your publication yeah why did you start it kind of in the first place? Was that just because you wanted to write about music or was there something else that was drawing you to like make your own? Yeah, so I actually started this um, my first year in college and I noticed that internships and stuff out there were primarily asking you for experience even though you were applying to be an unpaid intern, which I found yeah. very interesting. But the other thing was I saw these music publications and some of them would have content that wasn't what the fans wanted to hear in some respects like for fandoms okay. um out there that maybe wanted to know about a certain song or a certain album and why they did that and I would see like fans talk about it online and I'm just like why why aren't these people asking these questions or like why aren't they shooting mm. uh this part of their production and I was like you know what I'm gonna try to do this we're gonna see where it takes me and I mean, I was hoping I'd get into music full time and I'm so glad I did. And I made some amazing friends and contacts and it's, it, I did not think it, it'd get to this point, but I'm glad I'm here and I'm yeah. glad it all worked out. And it's really cool. We're a primarily all female staff and that's awesome. it's, it's pretty cool. And I love getting to see other people's work put on the site and have all these different styles merge and yeah. It's just amazing. It's really cool. That is really cool. Um, when it comes to like your career, you do you really think that like having your own publication has like brought you to where you are today? Like what lessons did you learn throughout it? And like, do you recommend other people to like make their own publications? Yeah. I mean, even if it's just a small thing, you can still get traction. Mm -hmm. Even when we started as a Tumblr, we ended up having to buy hosting and stuff because we were getting so many hits and just everything. Wow. So I, I didn't even expect that or think about that. And even if just, I was excited when one person viewed it that wasn't like a friend or family member, let alone like the thousands. <laughs> um, so I was thrilled about that. But literally I got to where I am today because of it solely. I learned, I learned so many different skills that are totally invaluable from social media marketing to photo editing and just learning all the stuff from either my staff or professionals or just Google. And 
Yeah. Honestly, my, my first internship was with the Recording Academy, the Grammys, and the reason I got it was because I created Stage Right Secrets. I had no prior experience to that, and I just said, here's what I did. I also have a little bit of experience at production at that time, and um, I, I just kind of laid it out there. And when I ended up getting the call, I was like, are you serious? This is like my dream company. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And um, so, yeah, it really brought me to where I am today. And it's the best thing to be able to provide, you know, credit to kids in college who go through those internships. And I try to make it as fun and most the as educational as possible for them. That's awesome. Yeah. Like this industry needs a lot of, I guess, like support for people getting their foot in the door, because that's definitely hard. And like for me, I like just really had to like go get my own experience and like figure it out on my own and it's so so hard um so to have like publications and stuff where like you're giving back and like helping other people make it in the industry super necessary and i love that there's really no google Um, search to how to get in the music industry or how to get into photography it's kind of yeah to think about there's a whole bunch of like little tips here and there, but it's just like, sometimes you really need like a mentor or like someone that, you know, takes a chance on you and like helps. And like, I had a publication take a chance on me and I've been with them for years. So it's like stuff like that. People, people need that to like make it in the industry. So it's really great to hear that you're doing that for others. Um, so you mentioned before you're kind of like a jack of all trades because you also do like you know we talked about your publication and writing but you do like hosting and stuff on top of it and like video stuff and like we were just talking a little bit earlier about how like you're starting a podcast as well so like what what is your like ultimate goal i'm just like very curious of like you're just super interested in like all of these things and just like constantly learning and like adding to your resume or like how did this like snowball to like where it is now? I don't know how it got to this point to be quite (laughs) honest but um I mean I know I knew I love music I knew I love photography and um I started hosting just because I realized YouTube is a really cool space to do interviews and that Mm -hmm. a lot of there's a lot of questions that it would have asked an artist that a reporter didn't ask or you know I've heard a million times like what what inspires you and like you know typical questions like that that I just got sick of so I kind of taught myself reporting and was like okay I'll just go get a communications bs and now I'm getting a business master's ironically I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with it but here (laughs) we are and um and aside from hosting and um I do some social media marketing writing um, I'm learning to code more, and I also previously oh. worked in Live Nation production for the Chicagoland area until this lovely pandemic, um, and I did a whole bunch of freelance stuff, so I really wanted to get all aspects of the music industry down. I want to learn how to photograph all different types of situations, whether it be architecture or pet photography, yeah. wildlife and stuff, so I kind of want to do photography and expand on that, as well as everything music industry related so like I've done merchandise VIP runner um I headed catering for a few times like I want to get as much experience as possible to figure out how both photography and the music industry work and yeah I honestly don't know what I want to do when I grow up even more um (laughs) so that's kind of a loaded question but I know I definitely want to stay with photography and I definitely want to stay in the music industry and see where it takes me 
I really love hearing that other people are like interested in all of these other aspects of the industry uh, because I'm very much like that. I love trying new things and getting my foot in numerous doors and I find it funny that I always say like grown-ups don't know what they want to be when they're grown up and I tell that to a lot of like my younger friends because I'm just like like people that I've mentored I'm just like I I, I still have no idea. You could probably, in 10 years, I'm going to be doing something different and like allowing for life to fluctuate and just like go with the flow. Um, so I love hearing that you're doing all of these different things because, you know, you never know like what sticks and like maybe it sounds like you'd be a good candidate for like making your own agency and having like that whole foundation. So that's I think that's really fantastic to hear. And that's one of the things that like drew me to wanting to like talk to you because I knew that you were doing all of these different things. I'm like, wow, she seems like really passionate about like what she does and everything in between. So I was like, I got to have her on the podcast. Thank you. That means the world. (laughs) Yeah. It's like I said, it's just always nice seeing people that are like passionate and doing cool things. It's, like creativity drives other creativity so um i think it's totally fantastic uh but let's jump back to kind of more concert photography like specific questions so let's do some like quicker questions are you a nikon canon sony or other shooter i am canon but i've been dabbling in nikon a little bit too now so we'll see oh wow (laughs) yeah friends have loaned me their gear and i've watched them use it and all the youtube tutorials so i'm like okay that's some of their specs are really cool too but i mean i love i geek out on camera equipment all the time so oh nice that's really cool like i hear a lot of like canon and sony Mm -hmm. or nikon and sony but not a lot of canon and nikon so that's really cool You're so unique. (laughs) I love it. Um, If you could describe your photography style in three words, I'm only giving you three words here. What would it be? Okay. Sharp. I love being sharp. Um, Emotive, because I try to capture the emotion. And bright. I love bright colors so much. (laughs) Nice. I love a lot of like the high contrast, which goes with like the bright colors and everything. So love that. Um, What's your favorite show that you've ever photographed? Oh my gosh. That's like asking me what my favorite family member is or something like that. Um, (laughs) I really enjoyed Steven Tyler did this really intimate show and that was kind of mind blowing for me. And I was also able to do portraits. So like that in its own, own and I also interviewed him which was even more like just getting all that in one was just kind of a bucket list surreal okay I I I could be done and be thrilled (laughs) but um that was one of my top ones I also love Mariana's Trench they're a Canadian band that deserve a heck of a lot more recognition they're just so emotive and creative and their production's amazing so I think those two are like my top two that's awesome. I want to see these Steven Tyler photos. Holy cow. <laughs> that sounds like definitely an uh, insanely cool opportunity. Um, do you have any, like, bucket list shows, things that you, like, really, really, really want to do? So many, it's not even funny. Um, <laughs> Maroon 5, I know, is super hard to photograph, and I grew up on them, so I would love to do them. 
And there's a few events that I'd love to do that I haven't traveled or covered yet. Um, aside from music, I kind of want to do Comic-Con because they do have a little bit of music in there and have a few concerts that pop up. And South by Southwest definitely is just, it just looks nice. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, just touching on your work a little bit more, like you've had your work shared by some insane publications. Like, I think that we talked about before I had listed like People and Billboard and like Grammy.com. Like, how how did all of this go about? How did you get them to like see your work and like share it? So for the Grammys, um, I actually applied to be an intern when I was in college and they accepted me, which was shocking to me. And like, I immediately called my grandma after hanging up and was like, grandma, this is happening because she actually knew the Grammys. Um, she didn't know, she doesn't know a lot of music, but the Grammy, she was like, oh my gosh, this is a thing and you're doing it. And I'm like, yes, grandma, thank you. Um, so once they accepted me into the internship, it kind of covered a lot of different aspects. Um, it covered mm -hmm. production, it covered social media, uh, just general day-to-day -day stuff and they would host events which I would also do production at and just random mm -hmm. assistant work and I mentioned hey I do photography like you saw my resume let me know if you need anything so I started off doing these really intimate sessions um, I, I even hosted a couple of like the 1975 in Kaleo which was really interesting because I did photography while hosting very interesting and hard to do let me tell you <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh I would do these, um, some were like local events with up and coming artists, but then you'd have major events like Ed Sheeran in like a room of 50 people only. <laughs> and um, mm. from there, I also got to do Lollapalooza for a bunch of years. And uh, it, it was kind of insane and surreal and making the homepage a couple times and having artists share it and just seeing that logo was just... I really had to pinch myself and it was amazing that they even considered me, let alone published a lot of my work. And um, for people, ironically, I was shooting um, CMA Festival in Nashville and the I befriended the people photographer who actually forgot her batteries and we didn't have the same type of camera and nobody else in the photo pit had an extra battery. So she's like, do you want to take pictures of Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood? And of course I said yes. and. I really believe in taking your shot and just befriending people and being nice and respectful and working your booty off. And it landed me there, which was really cool to see. And Billboard just loved my um, Zara Larson images from the Grammys. They were actually originally for, and they just decided to share them. And I was shocked and got the notification. And the Grammys were also shocked. They were like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and now I get to work with a couple other publications. I've worked with previously uh, Taste of Country and uh, um, mm -hmm. Pop Crush I've gotten to do some things with, and I hope to expand it. That's awesome. That's always great to have, like, those big names on yeah. your, like, resume and on your website and be like, I don't know. Like, to me, it's just super validating to mm -hmm. have not only, like, the artist share, but, like, these big-name publications that are like, yes, I appreciate your work as well. Like, this is good. And it's like, yes, yes. It, it's it's really cool. Actually, um, I, I forgot who saw it, but someone from Live Nation figured out that I also did photography, and I ended up doing some stuff with uh, Mary J. Blige doing, like, her little meet-and-greet mm -hmm. acoustic thing. And I was like, wait 
I also could put Live Nation that I do production for and photography like this is a bucket list moment. Oh my gosh. And yeah. it's it's really cool to like combine your passions and that's one of my favorite things about this. So I know that you do like a lot of live music stuff and you talked about like portraits. It sounds like you do a lot of like behind the scenes and kind of like portrait work guess like behind the scenes on top of that is that something that you just kind of got like pushed into with like the hosting stuff or was that like a specific direction that you were like I want to do more behind the scenes well quite a few of my friends are in the industry whether that be working behind the scenes or artists themselves and I would just I found myself taking pictures on my iPhone of them just seeing cool like little different perspectives especially in wardrobe rooms those are the coolest to me and um From there, I was just kind of like, you know what, I should do this because um, for the most part, like a lot of hosts don't have multiple talents or, you know, some people do have like, oh, I can do writing and photography, but I found it kind of hard to host an interview then, oh, hey, I'm going to do the photos for the issue and then, oh, hey, we're going to do behind the scenes too. I'm going to do some video for you. (laughs) But um, so it's really cool to have a team there to help and work together. But um, I love doing behind the scenes stuff. It's so cool, especially the moment right before they hit the stage is like one of my favorite things ever um to just capture especially since fans usually don't get to see that and I still think I geek out and when I get to see that moment and just capture it is pure amazing and it makes me all happy and smiley on the inside (laughs) so I loved I I just love doing that and it it's really cool to get to do the day in the life stuff and document it whether it be just for a day or for a tour and yeah it's awesome yeah so do you do video on top of photo or is like most of your video work just like hosting? Video, I've done some video work. Um, I'm getting more into the editing aspect. I can do kind of like a basic professional edit and now yeah. I'm getting more into the artistic and different overlays playing around with and creating my own. And um, so I'm, I'm really trying to work on the video thing right now. I'm using my actual camera for the video work. I hope to actually when this pandemic is over, <laughs> upgrade my equipment and get some actual video, video equipment and start something there. But I, I really enjoy video work too, but photography still, I just love getting, capturing that millisecond is just such yeah. a satisfying feeling. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I love like the quick second moments, but there's also something so like intimate about mm-hmm. video that like really draws you in. Another kind of random question, but, like, do you recommend kind of other people to, like, follow in your footsteps of, like, trying out all of these different, um, I guess, like, careers and jobs and opportunities? Because, like, we've talked about everything from, like, hosting and behind the scenes and, like, writing and photography and video. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, is this something that you recommend, like, everyone just trying to get their, you know, start? just testing out things? I definitely do. Just the fact that I worked with outlets that some start off with social media, some start off with writing, and then it progressed into doing other jobs like photography, which really, really, really helped my career and just expanded my knowledge, expanded my, uh, expanded my resume. And um, so I definitely think that, and just in general, I, having a backup plan is always good. And having multiple passions is amazing. And if you can balance them, more power to you. And um, especially this pandemic, now that there's no live concert and I can't exactly freelance for production or assistant work and things like that. Yeah. um, I really 
and working now on a remote basis, writing and also just working on photography, whether it's taking pictures of my puppy noodle outside or <laughs> watching a live stream and just tapping and screenshotting things just for the heck of it, which isn't really photography, but it keeps my senses sharp and working that nice. trigger finger. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Okay, so switching topics a little bit, this is one thing that I always talk about in my interviews, I kind of like leave it to the end, um, but it's something that is kind of serious, um, but I like bringing it up. Um, have you ever experienced any like prejudices, sexism, anything like that's more concerning from working in the industry? I talk about sexism and prejudices a decent amount on this podcast, and I like to because when I started, I was faced with um, some sexism, and then I've started talking to other people that when they started the industry so young, they were faced with like ageism. So it's just something that like I want to bring up because if someone is starting out in the industry and they want support, I don't want them to feel alone. Um, at the same time, I'm not like, this is super common and like you're definitely going to face this. It's just like bringing awareness to an issue and talking through it. Um, so I just kind of wanted to know your opinion and like your experiences. If you've faced anything um, negative like that and if you're comfortable talking about it. Yeah. I, I mean, as sad as it is, I feel like at one point in your career, if you stick with music, you're going to face sexism. That's as sad as it is. Mm -hmm. I can't. I wasn't expecting it the first time it happened. And I remember the first time I was 18 and I think I was street teaming or something at that time. And I remember getting called a groupie and I'm just kind of like, I am posting flyers and trying to help social media here. I don't understand that. And also yeah. the a ageism and sexism, I feel like is a prevalent issue and it isn't really talked about or it isn't talked about enough and it's not we haven't come up with effective ways to actually combat it. Um, yeah. For sexism, I, as sad as it is, I've had more than my fair share. And it, it, it is reassuring in a way to hear other people that I look up to in the industry as mentors say, oh, yeah, I've gone through it. And some of them even recently, which completely shocks me that these people I look up to still have to experience it. But um, I feel like everyone does. And especially I notice in the photo pit for some venues, uh, security guards and stuff will only look at your pass yet let all the other males yeah. in which I found extremely annoying <laughs> but um, yeah I it it's such a hot button issue nowadays nowadays which I'm thrilled that it it is being discussed more but we still need to find ways to actually address it and move forward and make sure you're not being ageist or sexist it's it's so hard to hear these stories from people that are that are experiencing it, especially those who are starting out and maybe that might stop them from pursuing a career, which absolutely breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's one thing that like, I don't want people that are starting out to get discouraged and I want them to, you know, reach out to someone and uh, talk to them if mm -hmm. they have issues or if they need to vent about something. Because like when I started, I didn't have any like female mentors or anyone to go to. So I was talking to guys who luckily like stood up for me when I like faced things. Um, but it's, it's super interesting that you say uh, security guards, <laughs> because that has come up numerous times that one of 
like the most common places that women seem to experience sexism or ageism or any sort of like issue is with the security guards and it's like how do we how do we fight that because like my podcast isn't geared towards security guards so like (laughs) how do I reach them like how do I help this out but it's it's just so um interesting and kind of sad but like I've definitely I've called out you know people before that Mm -hmm. have only um looked at like my passes versus Mm -hmm. you know letting other people in um and just like kind of giving me a second look when everyone else didn't get that issue and I try and do the same for if I see someone else you know go through it even if it's not impacting me like I Mm want to stand up for other people so I think like the big thing is just you know bringing the awareness to it and talking through it but it does suck that it happens but I do like talking about it so you know people can you know hear your experience and reach Mm -hmm. out to you if they you know really want to or to me to just talk through it that's one thing the industry needs more of I know there's so many people out there that would love to be your mentor or talk to you or be there for you and I'm lucky that there were people there for me when I was starting out and even today which I'm utterly thrilled about but um I think being there for one another is a big thing and calling it out too because I was scared to call it out originally now I don't have a problem and I also try to befriend security guards and other people working so I know hey I'm a professional I'm here to work do my job and go home Um, yeah and that that seemed to help a lot but it's still quite annoying and aggravating once when you get even just a hint of sexism or ageism there now and again yeah and I think it's really important to note that, like, you can call people out on their shit without um, being, like, unprofessional. Exactly. Like, that, that. there's a lot of people that are scared that they're like, oh, I don't want to say anything because, you know, I'm worried about being, like, blacklisted or people thinking negative of, like, of me. I'm like, you can, you can definitely stand up for yourself in a professional manner or question what's happening um, in a professional way. And it's totally fine. It's totally doable. Um, You just kind of have to be aware, obviously, of how you're saying things and presenting it. But uh, I don't want people to be like scared of bringing things up because it it does make change if you you talk about it. Uh, But you can definitely do so in, you know, a professional way and not get scared. That's something I didn't know back in the day. And I mean, it took me a while to actually learn how to do that and realize, hey, it's okay if someone's doing wrong, as long as you're being semi-respectful and professional and just addressing it and moving on. Yeah. And there's always learning situations I've talked uh, before on this podcast and on my YouTube channel that I have definitely made mistakes and have done things that were unprofessional and... um, you know, gone back and apologized to the people that I impacted and just like really owning up to it and being like, look, this was a learning experience for me. I'm so not going to do it again. Like everyone makes mistakes, like you can move on. Um, But yeah, it's just always kind of funny to me about hearing from other people, like their experiences. And I think with women specifically um we get scared about standing up for ourselves and like looking bad and I just want to be the one out here being like hey go stand up for yourself it'll be fine you know there's probably like 
a few other people in the pit that'll stand up for you too. So, and if you need anyone to talk to, you know, there's a ton of people out there that are more than willing to chat. So it's always an interesting kind of like dynamic in the industry. Yeah. Cause you always want to be liked and you want everyone to like you and just befriend everyone and get those contacts. And it's hard to realize your own worth and stand up for yourself while being professional and respectful all while realizing your worth at the same time. It's just, it's a lot to do. It is. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, kind of going off that and to kind of like wrap up this whole interview. Um, what's the best piece of advice that you'd have ever received or that you'd love to pass on? Okay, there'd be a couple. The first thing is not everyone is going to like you. That is my biggest thing. And I still struggle with that to this day. And it will get easier over time. Take it from someone who wanted everyone on earth to like her, which is just not going to happen at the end of the day. Um, I think that's a big lesson. Um, I'd also something that kind of needs to be talked about more, having a good social media account and presence Mm -hmm. in a way just being respectful to one another because you never know where it can end up. And that's something I hate to see others, especially that are just up and coming, you know, have a tweet dredged up from high school or things like that. Um, And also to just shoot your shot and that know that everyone is starting off where you are or even lower in some cases. And I need to remind myself that all the time when I compare myself to others, that's something big that I feel like a lot of people struggle with is comparing yourself to others and thinking, oh my gosh, they're at this point in their career at this age and I'm two years older than them and doing this. And um, I think realizing you're on a different path and that you can keep trying and also owning up to your mistakes. There's so many life lessons that I feel like this industry has taught me and how to really grow up and be a professional, I feel like is the main thing. But all those kind of combined in one, really just life lessons. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, really quick to like add on to that. I think the comparison thing is so hard and Mm -hmm. so difficult for a lot of people. And I think that I've mentioned before that I really struggled with it. And I was comparing myself to people because I felt like I was young in the industry when I started. And then I'm 28 and I have a lot of, like, friends I've picked up that I've, like, talked to them for a while just because we we're, like, the younger ones in the pit. And just seeing their work and being like, wow, you're only 19 or 22 and your work's better than mine or you're doing this or you're doing that. And it's just so overwhelming sometimes and it was a very very hard lesson for me to learn and step back and be like hey look I'm on my own path um and it's just kind of like a internal like realization I guess that you gotta do um but do you have any like tips on like how how to go about that because like for me it was just like a lot of like thinking of just being like look I'm I'm on my own path. I need to step back here. But it's like years of doing that and being like, look. It it truly out. is years. And I mean, it's still going to happen even when you are older. I still face it now and again. I'm, I've gotten so much better about it. But um, I think knowing that, hey, it may happen in the future. That's okay. You're not regressing or anything like that. Yeah. But um, the initial getting over it, I just kind of think I should be supporting this person and cheering them on because they're doing something amazing. 
and remind yourself that you are on your own path and that good things will come to you. You just got to work your butt off and it will come in time and you're on a different timeline. And at the end of the day, you're just your own person and you have your own life and you're going to succeed in different ways and you're going to succeed in ways that are different from others. And just reminding yourself that cheer them on, support them while realizing you're your own person and you got this. It just may come in time yeah, or in a different way too. Yeah. Just be proud of yourself and your own things because worrying about other people and concerning yourself with other people is just going to like probably kick up your anxiety. Yes. (laughs) Uh, That's all, all great advice. Um, Oh my gosh, that was the end of all of my questions, but I, (laughs) I loved having you on here. Thank you so much for like talking us through your journey and like how you've gotten to where you are. Uh, Before we sign off, can you shout out uh, where everyone can find you and your work so they can creep on your social media and stuff? Yes. And please let me know if you listen to this because I'd love to follow you guys. And if anyone ever needs career advice, I still think I'm a baby in the grand scheme of things, but I would love to talk to any of you. Um, I'm Jacqueline Kroll, J-A-C-K-L-Y-N-K-R-O-L on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can search Jacqueline Kroll (laughs) and my website's JacquelineKroll.com if you want to peep some of my work too. That's awesome. Well, thank you again so much, Jacqueline, for being on my podcast and just being so like exciting and open-minded and kind. Like I, I just love talking to people that, you know, share that like sparkle about the industry and just like want to talk about it. So I really appreciate you being on here and thank you so much. And everyone, please, please go check out Jacqueline's work because she's amazing. And like she said, like, feel free to go message her and talk to her if you want to talk about career stuff or just need someone to talk to um about the industry so yeah thank you so much again Jacqueline thank you bye